It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back. Go Birds! Coming to you from Parks Casino, Ben Salem. He's Elliot Shore Parks. I am Rob Ellis in for James Seltzer on this Saturday. Yeah, we do have Phillies baseball coming up today, Elliot. Four o'clock. It'll be game two. Phillies and the Reds. Uh, we'll get you set at three thirty for with uh, with leading off. But nice to see them get off the Schneid yesterday. Yeah. It was it was it's been a it's been Much a rough needed. go, man. It, and you know, again, I, I think you can break down like why they've lost these six games. And I do think the one legitimate concern is they are getting banged up. Yeah. You know, there's a perception this lineup is is loaded, but when you actually look at who they started yesterday, it's not that loaded. Without mm-hmm. Bryce, without Reese, I mean, Derek Hall is a fine player, but even when he's gone, you you feel that. But my main takeaway, just because a sickness in my life is everything comes back to the Eagles, is just, again, like, get ready, Eagles. You know, like, this is the world they are in now. Both the Phillies and the Eagles last year were able to live in a world without expectation, right? Yeah. And, and for sure the Phillies, because they didn't even qualify for the playoffs until a few games in. But this is what it is, man. Like, those 0-2, 0-3, Eagles, the Sixers, they know what that world is. They know what it's like to go to the stadium every day and be expected to win and have it be ugly if you lose. That is what the Eagles are walking into, and seeing the Phillies deal with it early on has been interesting. Well, and the numbers are daunting in both sports. When you get there and lose or just get there, period, man, it is really difficult to get back. And, and the other thing is not only are you, are you the target, there's also the, like the disappointment. Like, man, we went that far and we just yeah. couldn't close the deal. It's hard to get back up for it. And I know we all say they're making millions. Just, just be a robot. I don't care. There is a human element to that, that not quite getting over the hump today. A hundred percent. I mean, look, I can only speak to it, and clearly I'm not on the team. But And you can talk, I'm sure, too. Like, we both covered that Eagles season. Yeah. We know that it went from, like, oh, my God, it's the end of February, and that season just ended. Now we're at the combine. Now we're at the owners' meetings. Now we're in free agency. It just... It's emotionally draining Mm -hmm. on people, and it's tough. Now, the good news is I think the Phillies have a ton of talent, and that'll win out. Um, I don't know about Rob Thompson. I I don't think he's the sure thing people make him out to be. Look, some of the pitching decisions he makes when he takes guys out, all those things. But I think ultimately – when Bryce comes back and you have Bryce, Trey Turner, Schwarber, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Castellanos just seems to suck now and it is what it is. Uh, you love, maybe <laughs> but, yesterday was good in front of the home crowd. He had a decent day yeah. yesterday, I hope. Yeah, I but hope. We'll they see. just have a ton of talent, so you have to hope that wins out. All right, Sirianni's pitch. Did you see it? I did. I have some thoughts. Yeah, pretty impressive. So let me ask you this. this. As a certified baseball guy, you would know. Are they not allowed to throw off the mound, or is that an option? You can't. 
I threw out the first pitch once. At a Phillies game? I did. Wow, yes. look at you. Yeah, myself, Barrett Brooks, the entire oh, Breakfast right. Broad crew. How, how, how was that? It was nerve-wracking. Yeah? Because you just like, please don't bounce it. Please well, don't be 50 cent. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, I think because this is what we do, like, you just don't get as nervous to be in front of a ton of people. But I, so you wait when you, you felt was. it, like when you walked yeah. in. Yeah. And I was lucky because it was during a time, it was only, it was like 2016, I think well, it was. It feels like forever. Ago. Which is, yeah, yeah seven years <laughs> yeah. ago, right? But I, my son was still in, like, Little League, so I was throwing a ton of, like, BP okay. and stuff. So I was, yeah, I was in. You felt good. Yeah, I was okay. Time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it can be nerve wracking, but I think it, I think he did well. It didn't bounce. Well, to answer your question, sorry. They want they don't want you on the mound. That's manicured and done okay. perfectly. They they they'll let certain like old school players who are going to force their hand. They'll yeah. give in. But guys like me, they're like, you're not stepping on the mound. Okay, so right. that that's part of it. Because yeah. I would have liked to see him throw off the mound. I think that would have been a real alpha move to go. Because I think he's good enough to do it. I think he's the type who would have been like, oh, I'm not. So- yes, I am stepping. That's on what the I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little disappointed. But if the, he's not allowed, then then I'll remove that. <laughs> but outside, of, I mean, the pitch itself, you know, it looked good. It was a little low. That's maybe, a movement on it. Yeah, I, I think it looked like, uh, you know, and Sirianni, knowing him the way I do. There is no shot he was going out there. Like, he wanted that pitch totally to look practiced. really good. He yeah. totally He's practiced. an athlete. He's competitive. Yes. So I, I gave it a B was you, my official grade. You saw Travis Kelsey's. Yeah. Whoa. That was, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That, that's like you're, you're trying too hard. So it just it spikes right into the ground. I mean, that thing only traveled how many feet in that front of him bad. before it hit the ground? I mean, Five or six? Jason's going to kill him on the New Heights yeah. next Well, podcast. it's funny. He tweeted, you know, I'm used to spiking the ball, which is essentially what that looked like. Yeah. I do wonder sometimes, and you know, he's clearly a content guy. If he does that knowing, it Good. just I it's way it more viral. Yeah, you know? but, I wouldn't put it But past. no, Sirianni had a better one. Yeah, he did well. Let's get David in North Philly. David, you're on 94 WIP. What's up, David? You're on Go Birds. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, David. All right, you do not trade 10 and 30 to move up. Why? No, 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 no. If Jalen Carter falls to eight, it's not going to require – Another first round pick to do. You should be able to do it with a, a third. Well, let me ask you this, David. Let, let's say you're you're Howie, right? You're you're in the Eagles draft room. You're sitting there, and okay. y- you have an offer. I believe it's the Seahawks at five, if I'm not mistaken, right? So the Seahawks are going to take Jalen Carter if you don't make the trade, or Will Anderson, whichever of the two you like more. They, they are both on the board, and you know what? Like they're gone if you don't make this trade. Would you trade it then? You trade 30, no. I'm saying. Like, would you trade 30 if your only shot at one of those two is if you do it? Not in a draft this deep with uh, defensive uh, linemen. Because uh, me, me and Rob talked about this before. I'm, I'm a delivery driver, and over the last two weeks, um, I was making deliveries, and a guy, a br- guy brought something up to me that really made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, Hassan Reddick is going to be going into After this year, he's going to be going into his last year. You have to pay him like almost thirty million dollars to extend them. Oh, it's a miracle he hasn't asked for a new contract Mm -hmm. this That's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that that's number one. Number two, Josh Sweat, I believe, after this year, he's also going into like the last year of his deal. Yep. And he overperformed as well. You got to get young, cheap, defensive talent. I mean, now. I wouldn't be upset if they if Carter falls to eight, you trade up to get him. I actually would trade Jordan Davis for a first-round pick if I can I get it. I think I, there's no shot you get a first for Jordan yeah, Davis. Yeah, I don't know. You get a one, though, David. I think That's you might challenge. get a three. 
Well, I wouldn't trade him for three. I would only trade him no, for I know. one. Yeah. No, I get that. Available. I just don't think you're going to get a one for He's him. in a weird place right now because a lot of people just don't know. Well, it's like it's like when you buy a new car. You know, like yeah. it, the second S- you second drive it off the lot, lot it's, it's yeah. not worth as much. But, yeah, but, Dave, I mean, but David, to counter your point, though, like I agree with you. Reddick and Sweat being where they are increases the need for, for guys there. But that just reaffirms my belief that you have to go up and get somebody special and that you can't. So I disagree with you that the draft is deep at those spots. I think it's, you know, there's guys at like always, but I really only think there's four or five defensive linemen that you could say, all right, like these guys can make an impact next year. And I think Carter and Will Anderson are, are way above those other three that I would say. No, I definitely agree with you there, but I'm saying we're looking to not just we're not looking to tread water. We're looking to win. So yeah, but your strategy thing? feels like treading water by banking on guys in the third round and second round. Like I will go up to get an elite talent. Hassan and feel Reddick good about was the that. third round. Well, no, wait, no. Hassan Reddick was the first round pick, but he was. You got to get. You look at the the landscape of where this quarterback's contract's going to go. And you look at, like I said, that's two stud defensive ends that are like right around the corner. We yeah. still, even even with the cornerbacks that we resigned, you catch an injury there, you don't have any depth behind them. And we were lucky last year that everybody stayed healthy. No, we agree on that. I think yeah, we're it was just, a miracle. I think we're fixing the problem different ways. Thanks, David. My solution is going and getting a stud guy. It sounds like David's solution is. You know, getting a couple guys as opposed to one stud guy. I would just rather give up if anything. You know, this is if that's what it takes. I'm not just giving it the 30 pick up for fun. But if it's draft night and you're telling me I can trade 30 and I'm guaranteed to get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, like yeah, I, I would seriously, seriously consider that. Yeah, I, I, look, somehow, some way, he's getting fourth and fifth rounders too. I, I don't know where it's coming from, but there's no way they're going to go from third to seventh. No well, chance. I, I agree. Now, they do have a ton of picks next year, and yeah. they don't have a ton of roster spots, so maybe they view this as an undrafted free agent year. But I agree with you that – now, but that being said, if they make picks at you know, uh, 10, 30, and I think they're like 63 in the second round, then I don't know how like, what you yeah, trade. What's the point? Anyway? Right, well, yeah. and also just, what are you trading? Because no one's – unless it's future picks, but yeah. you can't trade future comp picks. I hear you. Uh, we haven't talked about Hurts, and, and I did yes. want to get into that. And, and you know, we're, we're sitting here. It's only it's only April 8th. It's not the draft yet. We're not even, you know, the OTAs or, or camp or any of that. Um, but you're down there a lot. Your sense of the, the organization and the way that they do things. Will this be done – before the draft, if not before the draft, will it be done before camp? So I would be, I'd be stunned if they started like the serious part of OTAs and certainly training camp. If this isn't done, that like, and and I think that you know when it's the off season and we kind of put all these self-imposed deadlines. Like to your point, there's really no reason it has to be done before the draft other than just we're interested in it and we want it done, yep. right? Like Jalen's healthy. The, they know what it's going to cost. I don't think this is a situation where if the deal gets done now, they approach anything differently, right? Um, I think really the question is what does this look like on their books in 2026, not what does it look like in 2023 or 2024 and really even 2025. So I don't think there is a self-imposed deadline. But what I do think is interesting about this is, you know, we talk about it so much from Jalen's perspective. Should he take less money? What is you know what does his deal look like, right? I just wonder from the Eagles' perspective, how far are they willing to push this? Like, how much are they willing to play hardball with them? Because on one hand, there is, you know, you want to make sure that this is a good relationship with, with you and Jalen. And I think it matters 
that Jalen doesn't go into next year not under contract from a locker room perspective, from Jalen's perspective. You know, I think if they weren't a public company where we all followed everything they did, it would make sense to wait a year to pay him. Like, I'm fine paying him more next year with another year mm-hmm. of him pro- being proven. But ultimately, the Eagles, and I'll ask you this, like, they have to have a walking away point. Yeah. You can't just give him a blank check. And I think that's an interesting part of this deal. Like, at what point do the Eagles say, all right, Jalen, you know, if this is what you want, we're not giving you that. So, at that, like, do you walk away or how much do you bend here? Uh, I think you'll bend to an extent, but there's always a walk away point. I, I, I look the reason I, I think it gets done on a million levels because they generally take care of quarterbacks. We've seen them do it in the past, but I think they have such a glaring example of how you don't handle it. Just two hours down, you know, ninety five, you, you couldn't have handled it any worse. Well, let me ask you about that because yeah. I agree that it seems they didn't handle it well, but. Lamar has not been that good the last two years. Like, his numbers are not good. They're not tied to him. Like, so I agree it's been a massive distraction and that you don't want it. I think this, there, there, there's this perception that they've lost an amazing quarterback. Lamar, for the last two years, has been average and hurt. No, but here, here's where I, what I mean by that. It, I think they've handled it poorly because you went through all of last year without extending him. Then when the season ended, you said, oh, we're definitely bringing him back. And he's going to, in fact, he's going to have input on personnel. And at the time when they said that, I said, why would you say that? Yeah, I agree. You don't know if you're going to get this thing done. And, and, you know, we can say whatever we want. The fact that he doesn't have an agent complicates this thing in a massive, massive way. So, no, I'm not telling you that he's the end-all, be-all. I I think he's, in fact, I think he's overrated as a I agree. I just think the way the organization has handled it, either you're in or you're not with him. Either no matter what this is happening or not, or get it done before you get the last year where there's all kinds of distractions. And, and I don't, I just don't think that they, for for an organization that generally was, yeah, I they're one of the best run well. franchises in the league. They're not sure. anymore. They're not anymore. I just don't think. I think the Eagles view it as, and I don't think there's any contention here. And I don't either. That's like, not the sense I get at all when right. I talk to people involved. So yeah. it will get done. I don't know that the draft is is going to be any kind of jumping off point. But I think it's done before training camp starts. I, I just wonder, you know, again, the, the reason the Eagles are going to pay Jalen this offseason is because he's good, right? Yep. Point blank period number one. But but also because of the distraction. But I think there's a real argument to he's been really good for, for one year. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay him this offseason. And again, maybe this is why my wife handles the money. But at the end of the day, I am more than happy to pay a premium next offseason if he's elite again. You know, like I, I think that sometimes we view this as, well, you sign him now because next year it's going to be $70 million. Well, guess what? Next year, things could look very different, you yeah. know? And when you commit to him now for five years, whatever it is, that's a massive franchise-changing commitment. Like, there shouldn't be a happiness about signing Jalen because it hurts the franchise just yeah. because of the – not him. He's a great player, great person. You don't want your quarterback making that much – like, no team wants that. No, it's, it's a it's – a, it's a necessary evil. Right. And, and But here's the thing, though. Especially with that sport, it's rare that you can take this thing into the last year and it ends well. It's just, I agree with it, that. You just have to. It's almost, again, kind of the price you pay the cost of doing business that you got to get it done before the last year of the deal. So I think an interesting part of the contract discussion, and this involves Lamar too, is because of Deshaun Watson, you know, he got the full five years 250. Yeah. And I don't think any quarter – I shouldn't say ever, but I think it'll be a while until we see a quarterback get over two hundred million with it fully guaranteed. Like, like Deshaun I think the did. owners are in unity. They usually weasel out on each other, but this one they may stay stay firm. Yeah, I just wonder from an Eagles perspective, like, and I don't, I do not know, frankly, what Jalen is asking for. So I, he might not be asking for fully guarantee. 
But I think that could be a sticking point, too. And while we focus so much on it of the Jalen deal is not done, the Joe Burrow deal is not done, yep. the Herbert, Herbert deal is not done, Lamar is not signed. So it's not like all these deals are getting done and we're sitting here going, well, why isn't Jalen? Yeah, the Eagles aren't the only ones. I think the whole league is in a bit of a standstill on figuring out what these what these quarterback yeah. contracts are going to look like. Yeah, and it doesn't behoove Jalen to be, I'm first. No, that doesn't necessarily help you. But the other situation. interesting thing about Jalen, too, is, you know, I, I was thinking about this. Who needs this more? Because on one hand, the Eagles don't need this. The Eagles can play next year with him at $5 million, right? Jalen's the one that's on a second-round pick salary that is sitting at, you know, you know, let's say conservatively, $150 million guaranteed coming his way. So on one hand, if there's one of the sides yeah, in the negotiation, there is far more incentive for, for Jalen. Like, I think the Eagles actually have the leverage here. Yeah. it's Look, it, it's fair. It's glass half full, man. It depends yeah. on how you look at it. John in Virginia. John, you're on Go Birds. Hey. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Thanks, John. What's up, John? Hey, just wanted to jump in on the uh, pick 10 thing. Kind of a tough year to be there, as you guys have said, since yeah. um, there just aren't 10 obvious blue-chip players that I think are going to help us right away. Um, if we can get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, that's awesome, but we just don't have that many picks this year, and that might make a trade-up cost prohibitive. And mm -hmm. certainly heard a lot of good arguments for Bijan. I'm kind of coming around to that. But just wanted to throw out something kind of counter to the no red red shirt point. Um, just knowing how the Eagles like to build the organization. And there is another player that they've kind of looked at that I haven't heard much about on the station, but um, Paris Johnson from Ohio State. Yeah. Um, I know everybody's thinking, eh, too early for a Lane Johnson succession plan, but he is just so vital to our success on offense. Um, everything we build kind of through the O-line, run through the O-line. And offensive tackles are really tough, uh, tough position to replace when you're not using like high first-round draft picks. We got lucky with my lotta, but you know, I don't know that that lightning is going to strike twice. So right, no, I mean, look, we talked about it a little earlier in the show. I just Thanks, it, it, it would be an it would be an unexciting, responsible pick. Like like Bijan in an offensive tackle couldn't be more on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Bijan is the fun pick, the instant impact pick. Everybody loves it. And then Paris Johnson is, you know, like the smart pick to in, in an extent. Not that Bijan's not a smart pick, but Paris Johnson is the, the, the Howie pick, the one where he sits there at the podium afterwards and goes, well, you know we built through the line and we can't just say it. We have to act upon it. So I, I think Paris Johnson is a guy, too, that, you know, if you're picking him at 10 or, if, you know, let's say 9 or whatever, the Bears take him. Like, of course he's going to play right away. I do think, as opposed to Skoronsky, like, he's more of a play right away guy. Paris Johnson is, like, a freak athlete, prototypical body, long arms, 6'6". I just don't know if he's ready to play. So I think from that sense, he makes he makes sense as a developmental guy. Especially considering what you would have in front of him and Jeff Stoutland coaching yeah. him up just to have time to learn. But, yeah, it, w it will not go well with the fans if that's the way no, it goes. No. But that's yeah. not why but they do it. You know, when the offensive line's really good next year, that the yep. fans will be happy then. And, you're yeah, you're keeping the uh, the guy who's probably making insane money healthy. That That's really what it comes down to. 215 Nine four. We'll keep rolling. He is Elliot. I am Rob. We're coming to you from Parks Casino in Ben Salem. We come back. We will uh, continue to open up those phone lines. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I want to ask you about the third wide receiver position. Yes, and where, how you would address that. We'll do that as well when we get back. We are Go Birds. Golf's biggest weekend is here in Augusta. Still raining, man. Looking at this now at the parks thing. It is coming down hard there in Augusta. But plus, baseball is back and Pro Hoops playoffs are right around the corner. 
So you got to get the Bet Parks app. Not only is it a proud official betting operator of the PGA Tour, you can check the app and uh, bet your favorite golfer all weekend this weekend in Augusta. I have it in my hand, and you can have it in yours, and it's all you need to get some skin in the game. It's the only sportsbook app that I recommend, the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Bet golf all weekend, pro baseball, pro basketball, and hockey too, with live in-game betting, same-game parlays, and more. All new users bet $10 and get $125 in sportsbook bonus if your first bet wins. BetParks.com has all the terms and conditions. New users and winning bets only. Sports bonuses must be wagered once. Go and see the website for all the details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, we're going, Brandon. We're going, baby. Welcome back in, Go Birds. Elliott Shore Parks, Rob Ellis in for James Seltzer on this Saturday, hanging out with you. We are coming to you live from Parks Casino in Ben Salem. you got to stop on out, man. you get got everything you could possibly want here. Right and, and to the right of us with, with the seating, the games on, any game you want to bet, any uh, the, the big golf match is and on. And you forgot right to the right of us is, is the, the bar. bar. The most important. Right, so that's the, correct. Know, the, yes. the, 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 the sports, the comfy chairs. I would love these chairs at my house. I'd like, be asleep in two yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's, well, especially with the bar right behind me. I'd be, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be asleep in two seconds. Very good point. All right, I wanna, we'll get back to the phones in one second. Uh, I wanted to hit you with this. You know, Quez Watkins was a disappointment last year. And, and he said that himself, Yeah, he, he, you know? he owned it. I'll give him yeah. that. He owned it after the year, that's for sure. And, you know, it was a big drop in the Super Bowl, but just lack of production in general. And uh, Zach Paschal no longer here. He resigned elsewhere. They're a little light at that position, Elliot, beyond mm-hmm. the first two studs. Um, how much of a priority do you think that is for them to upgrade, or are they in let's give Quez another chance mode? So the Quez thing is interesting because – and, you know, again, everything comes back to Bijan. But, like, let's tie that into an extent. Like, with the running back, we could argue, well, they already have a great offense, so go defense. Now, with the running back, he's going to touch it a ton. So there's, there's that, right? Quez is just not that involved. So I think that Quez's mistakes point out, stick out more because he was only getting two targets a game. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, when you talk about investments and, like, resources – I think the third receiver is tough to invest a ton in because realistically, like Goddard's their third receiver. Their running back, to an extent, is like their you know fourth receiver. Like so, so whoever that's going to be, whether it's Quez or if they draft somebody, you're really just not going to have him involved a ton. The issue is to go back to the Super Bowl. Quez makes that catch. Maybe they're Super Bowl champions. So every position on the field really matters. And when you're going to have to win with offense, you can't have weak links. Like you can't have not being able to throw it to your running backs none of because they're not great out the backfield. You can't have a third receiver who does bring some stuff. Like, he's fast. He stretches the field. Nick Sirianni brings it all the t- up all the time that 
the reason their underneath passing game over the middle is so good is because defenses do have to respect Quez's speed. But he does have drop issues. So ultimately, you have to make a move. The question is, how much are you willing to invest in it? Like, at, at the 10th pick, Jackson, uh, Jackson Smith out of Ohio State, you know, he's a great receiver. He's great in the slot. You add him there, and you have a, a third stud receiver. If you wait till 30, um, Jordan Addison, I, I believe, out of USC. USC. A like, little, little on the smaller side. little on the smaller side, but, uh, you know, was named the best receiver in the country two years ago. I think will be there at mm-hmm. 30, uh, it seems like, at least early on. Or you know, three weeks out. So there's though those there are those options. It's just tough because it's not a big role in the offense. Yeah, it's almost like a pinch hitter in baseball. Yeah, like they're critical, but you know, you're not getting a ton of touches. Here. Yeah, and you only have so many resources. Yeah. You know, so I, I just think the the juice might not be worth the squeeze in terms of of adding that. But you know, I, I will never say no to offense. Like you win with offense. Again, they lost the Super Bowl because they lost a shootout because their offense also went three and out, yep. I think, three times in the second half, including some pretty critical points in, in, in the game. So, yeah, I mean, they have to add somebody, and it has to be a veteran. Like Zach Pascal uh, had an interesting role just in terms of like blocking and the nitty-gritty stuff, but he was a veteran that's played a lot in the NFL that was, you know, one of the better fourth receivers in the league. So, yeah, they have to make a move there. Yeah, let's go to Jerry, our guy Jerry. Uh, wants to talk a little draft. Jerry. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Jerry, now right? you know why it says the truck horn. Guy I know. Uh, that, Jerry, that was quality audio there, man. You were, like, right on the horn. Nice. Always brings Yeah, but, but, but it's, it's my personal truck, see, Rob. It's not my big rig, so, you know, I'm, I've been waiting two hours to get my hair cut. <laughs> and I'm sitting down here in the shopping center. They're starting a car show, so I guess I'm gonna get my haircut, watch a car show. Wait, where are so, you? So, so you? I'm, you, down, uh, I'm at home. I'm down my home time. I'm in Bear, Delaware. Okay. okay. So you honked the car, the horn on your normal car. This wasn't the the truck. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah that, that that was that's the, that's my normal horn on so my, people on my are, personal truck. Are looking around. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like that must be Jerry the truck guy. That's right. They know who you are. Truck, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I had a guy at the liquor store. I was talking about WIP. He goes, "You're you're, you're the guy that blows your truck." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, what's up?" <laughs> there you <laughs> like go. I had some, I had somebody literally out of the blue down here in Delaware. I was talking to somebody else. They were going to the game, and I was talking about the station. Says, "Oh," and now he mentioned who I was, and the guy was like, "Oh, that's you." I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> you get hey, huge, you Jerry. So we got a celebrity on the exactly. line. Exactly. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. Not, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to keep it low key, but you know, I'll do the best yeah, I yeah, can. Obviously. <laughs> so, what, right. are you, what are your thoughts on the draft, Jar? Okay, here's my draft point. Okay, I said I don't know if I, I told somebody last week or so, but you ha- in my opinion, you got to take the best available. And here's my rationale, and I'll let you guys tell me what what you think. My rationale is if you go for what you think you need, how do you know? Like the chances of that guy being what you want are slim to none more so than a guy you pick that's the best available in the draft. He's got more upside. He's got more talent. He's got more speed. Whatever it may be at whatever position, you draft that guy because you can always plug and play him someplace else if he's that good of an athlete. That's my opinion. I don't know what you guys well, think, but you, know, yeah, you tell mean, me. I think, I think a perfect example of drafting for need as opposed to taking the best player is Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson. Yep. And I think the Eagles would tell you that, right? Like, they looked at Rager and thought, we want this type of person in our offense, and Rager's the best at that right now. But, you know, and Jefferson 
in, in to be fair to them, has been way better than people expected, right? Yeah. Like, he, he, oh, yeah. he was viewed as somewhat as, as a slot guy. But at the end of the day, this is why I think, you know, at 10, it's tough to sit here and go, well, you should value this position because if you reach for a position as opposed to just the best player, like, that is how you miss, right? Like, Andre Dillard fell and they took him because ultimately they valued the position, but he fell for a reason, and we, and we saw that here, right? Like, Rager, Marcus Smith, like, the best misses you can think of from, by this team have been when they draft for need as opposed to saying, look, Devontae, you know, he was skinny, but ultimately he was like, this is the best player, and so they just took him. Yep. And so I agree with you. I think taking the best player, uh, it, it's always a move. It's easy to say, but it is the best thing to do. Yes, it, it is. Rob, it was a pleasure meeting you the other night. Hell, you need to be there next time. Hopefully, I'll meet you. Yeah, we'll but, get to have Jerry came down to Chickies and Pete's when we, Jack and I and, and TK okay. did the uh, the round table. It was fun. Very nice. Yeah, Jerry, good good, good uh, hearing from you, brother. Be safe hey, out there. Nice talk. To, next time you hear me, I'll probably be. I don't know where I'll be. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jerry. Well, I, I heard you. Thank you. I heard you having a conversation, and I think it was with James' uncle when we first, yeah. right before the show. And you guys were talking about the draft a little bit. And. Your, your, your points that I – and I try to express this to people all the time. Because we're in the eye of the storm, we hyper-focus on the Eagles naturally. But mm. it's a it's a forecast, man. It's not an exact science. You're going to whiff. Yeah. You just you, – you need to – obviously, you got to hit, hit more than you miss. But the, you're not going to get all of these. You just need to get enough impactful players each year. Well, if you look at it, I mean, even when you get into the 20s, the hit rate goes down to – I think it's like, you know, 30%, 35%. Like – it's really, really hard to draft guys for, for a lot of reasons. Like, A, you just don't know how they're going to react to the NFL. So there's the, the person part of it. But also, you know, you're just going to miss. There's going to be poor evaluations. But with Howie, when you look at his draft record, like if you take all, you know, preconceived, preconceived notions away from it, Howie's been a good drafter. Like the, the misses stick out more just because, you know, it is Rager over Jefferson. Like, they're, you know, Dillard. Yeah, the, the guy Dill- turned into a Hall of Famer behind. Yeah, him, and with, I mean, you know, he, case, even yeah. with Dillard, Dillard was a miss, but he also never played because my lotta became such a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, for so while you could say Rager is one of the biggest misses of, you know, whatever in terms of because of Jefferson, you could argue Jalen Hurts and Jordan Mylotta might be two of the best draft picks in NFL history when you talk about the a franchise left tackle in the seventh round, which is like unheard of, right? And then a franchise quarterback in the second round, like they don't go there. Well, they, he's, he's also a great pivoter too, Ellen. Yeah. Like like as bad as and, Look, nobody's going to argue the Rager thing. It was a disaster. But you spin out of that to, to Devontae Smith, and you weren't afraid to go back to that same position yep. the very next year. That takes some guts. Some other GMs would not do that. They oh, let me let me address this. I'll address that. Yep. We'll try and force feed Rager out there. No, we knew Rager couldn't play. So, you know, speaking of their drafting and what they value, we've talked about it a lot today with offensive line, defensive line. It, you know, so Jeffrey talked in Arizona last week, and I wish I would have asked him this. This is, you know, Donovan chess pat my hand up. But he, he, he talked a lot about how when they drafted Hurts, people were critical of it. But, and of course they're taking a victory lap on it now because it's, it's worked out. Yep. But, you know, he said we're always going to value that position. We're, like, would they take a quarterback early again? Um, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think anybody views Mariota as any kind of long-term. No. Situ- yeah. Or good. I agree. <laughs> you know, like there's that. Yeah. He has traits that may work, but it, it, this is an extended period of time. Expect it to look a lot like Minshew did last year, where you're just, eh, you better hope everybody else yeah, steps up. I mean, up. look, getting Hugh Douglas on the station has been great for a lot of reasons. One is he saw every snap Mariota played next year, and listening to him talk about Mariota, I think he's holding back to an extent how bad he was. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, this guy's been a massive bust. 
Yeah. He's been a massive bust. Like, they, it got to the point in Tennessee where, look, Derrick Henry becomes who Derrick Henry is because you don't trust Mariota to throw Yeah, because they had to run it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And it, well, I don't know what that was last year in Atlanta. It was just, it got to the point he where you had to left. put Desmond Ritter in there. Yeah. And he, then he rolled. He just left. Yeah. So, and again, you go through the rosters, there's not a whole lot of good backup quarterbacks because it's, find find it's hard to find yeah. a starting quarterback. So, it's not a huge deal, but yes, I, how high are you talking, though? Yeah, I could get silly and say like a thirty, but I, I don't think they're. No, gonna, I, yeah. I don't think there's any way right. that happens. But I, I guess I guess the point I'm making is, if if you truly, as an organization, value in the position, and you say you did it for a reason, like why wouldn't you do it again? And you know, we'll we can sit here and go, well, Jalen will handle it definitely in the car. I and they, I don't think they're going to take one in the second round. But if organizationally you think that's something you would do. Then why isn't it something you you've done more often? On top of it, you're the ultimate organization that knows the value of that. Yeah, I mean, better than anybody. Else. And I do think, look, like Jalen played into it. Like the the player was part of the reason they took him there. I don't think it was we're going to take a backup here. We'll pick from these quarterbacks. I think they they genuinely like Jalen. But and you know in this year's draft class, um, there just aren't guys that fit that bill. No. You know, there's like I think it's Dobbs out of uh Tennessee. I like a little bit. Um there's the UCLA Hendon quarterback. Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. Yeah, Hendon, sorry, Hendon Hooker yeah. out of uh, uh Tennessee. Yeah. I like him a little bit, but he's somewhat inconsistent. Mm-hmm. The UCLA quarterback I think would be interesting, but none of those guys are carrying the, you know, yeah. the weight that Jalen did when he came in. No, agreed. 215-592-9494. Alright, we'll continue the discussion with the upcoming draft 19 days out, believe it or not. We will dig into that a little bit further and just the overall outlook of this team as we head into the 2023 season. He is Elliot Shore Parks. I am Rob Ellis in for James Seltzer. We are Go Birds from Parks Casino, Ben Salem. Everybody loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money than right now in your home. Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. That's right, you heard me. 0% interest for five years. Window Nation will also give you two windows free with every two you purchase. Go with the window company that has installed nearly 2 million windows uh, you know, since they've opened. By installers with a decade of experience only using top-of-the-line installation materials. And that's why 96% of installs require no follow-up service. So call today and lock in these limited-time savings. 866-90-NATION and pay absolutely zero interest for five years, the life of your loan, and you get two free windows with every two you buy. That's 866-90-NATION or windownation.com and tell them you heard about it on Go Birds. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, final segment. Time flies when you are having yes, fun. Sir. Yes, oh, well, working man. with a legend like you. Oh, you please! Know? I mean, the, the, it's an easy ride. It's getting deep now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's been fun, man. I, I, you and I haven't had a chance to uh, to kick these things yeah. around. Usually, have Elliot on uh, on every post game show. Uh, no, it's been a did. while. That's but, right. But that's, it's been that long since we had a chance to talk Eagles. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, so, welcome back, everybody. We are Go Birds. I'm in for James today, hanging with Elliot. We're coming in from Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Appreciate all our friends who stop out and say hi uh, while we are hanging. 
hanging out here. Top of the hour, Elliot. I'll have leading off. You want, if you want to hang around, yeah, I'll hang around, learn, learn about some baseball. You know, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see if the Phillies can uh, make it two in a row here uh, against the Reds, which we will get into that. So we, we've talked a lot about the draft, sort of the outlook where they are right now yeah. from a team perspective. I, I we talked about Nick Sirianni earlier and fun throughout the first pitch yesterday, but. He's also got a, a target on him now. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he had an unbelievable year last year, and he, but he had crazy talent, you know, on top of that. First year, it was sort of the rebuild thing, get them to the postseason. How do you view him generally, and, and what do you think he's going to be like this year with kind of a different look, lost both his coordinators, et yeah. cetera? So it's interesting because I think Sirianni has exceeded expectations in every way, like on a, on a macro scale, but then even just individually. If you look at last season, you know, like his first season, clearly exceeded expectations. People didn't think they would be a playoff team. And then last year, he certainly had a lot of talent, but he got amazing production out of the, that talent, right? Like AJ, career year, Goddard, Devontae, Jalen. You know, the defense, I know that, that was Gannon to an extent, but the defense was better than people thought. So I, I think, you know, it's always fair to, to question people and, you know, project, but he has shown that he is good at uh, exceeding expectations. I think that that's important. Moving into next year, what I'll be interested to see is, and this is something Doug didn't have, does, does Nick have a counterpunch? Like, does Nick have – everybody knows about the Eagles now, right? And last year, I think that part of the reason they were able to take a, uh, such a massive step forward was Jalen became such a better thrower. So, you know, the, the counterpunch was easy going from year one where you basically had to run the ball to year two where you could open up the, the whole playbook to an extent. But now you've lost your coordinators. So to an extent, like, you have to spend a little more time on defense just because you don't have – the, the, the head coach of the defense that you had in Gannon that you trusted before. Like, whatever people think of Gannon, Nick was able to set it and forget it on those defensive meetings. He, could, he would go in, he'd be involved, but he, he trusted Gannon. Sean Desai is new. We don't know if he's good. We don't know, you know, how he'll do managing that side of the ball. So that's a little more of his energy is going to be there. But the other part of it is Brian Johnson, who is, you know, outstanding candidate, would be an offensive coordinator elsewhere if he wasn't, uh, if he wasn't hired here. He's also new to the job. And so there's going to be a little more on Nick's plate in that regard. So I think there's just going to be a lot of things Nick didn't have to deal with last year that he'll have to deal with this year. And, you know, you've you know, c- covered this team longer than I have. The, the biggest downfall of coaches is losing their coordinators. Yep. And I think Nick is set up well to do it. I think Nick deserves the benefit of the doubt. But it's going to be hard. Yeah, and it, it, look, it's all the more reason why it's good, I think, that he delegates play calling. It, yeah. And this will allow him even more flexibility in that because you're right. It, like, I think obviously it's going to be a little bit easier with Johnson because they know each other so well. And he's been here. And he's been here, right? So, but Desai, it's going to be a little bit more time spent over there. I think the other thing is, too, you better get on special teams, man. Yeah. You know, and I know Michael Clay's back and, you know, whatever. I, I, we'll see how that shakes out. Maybe organizationally they know we need to, to give a little bit more resources. We didn't yeah, give the, sure. this guy any favors. But I also think Nick better pay a lot more attention to that side. Non-Jake Elliott, it was a disaster. Well, it is year. interesting how, and I think this is just because it's easier to talk about offense and defense than it is special teams. But when we talk about the job Nick did or the job Gannon did, we talk so much about the players they had. Mm-hmm. You never once all year, this is on me, I should have brought this up too, talked about, well, who does Michael Clay have? Like, yep. for some reason, he's the only coach where we don't talk about the players he has. And the players are the most important part. So I think organizationally, and it's, it's probably the right move, although it did burn them at the worst possible time, like, like we all kind of thought. I think it's somewhat smart to save those roster spots for developmental guys. Like, N'Kobe Dean's out there playing special teams. 
he's you know doing the best he can. Ultimately, Nicobe's on the roster to develop into a starter. Mm-hmm. So they have to decide. And you talked about the 2022 draft. Like Kyron Johnson was was he even on the team last year? Yeah. Like he was like a complete who knows what's going on with him. Sean Bradley fell off from a special teams point. So that is a tough thing too where Nick is going to have to make a decision on roster spots with that, but even just being more involved in it. So he's just going to have a lot more on his plate. Any chance Sipos is back? No. I, I agree. I, I mean, look, do you think they would draft a punter? Um, I think in the seventh round, it's not out of the question. Well, I mean, you see guys go in the fourth now. I know you do. but Right. I, <laughs> and again, you know, like Oof. we could talk about resources and why they lost the Super Bowl. It was a terrible punt on that, on that yeah, on the thing. And, you know, the punting was not good for them last year. Yeah. So you can make an argument. If they're a Super Bowl team that's going to try right now, you, you need a punter that you truly believe in. You have to upgrade in a big way. All right, uh, that'll do it for Go Birds. It was fun. Nick Earnshaw, excellent job back in the studio. Tyre Hood right here. Good seeing Tyre as always. Ellie, you, you want to stick around a little bit? Yeah, bonus? I'll stick around, man. All right, all right. chance to do radio with you. I'm not going to say no to that. I love it, man. Ellie, it's going to stick around. We'll do a little leading off for you. Get you set for the Phillies and the Reds game two of this three-game set. So don't go anywhere. You've been listening to Go Birds, and we're coming to you from Parks in Ben Salem. All right, I've told you before. I want to tell you one more time. Golf's biggest weekend is here in Augusta, and what a weekend it's been. Plus, baseball is back, and Pro Hoops playoffs are right around the corner. Bet Parks is the proud official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Check the app and bet your favorite golfer this weekend in Augusta. In my hand, and you can have it too, all you need to get some skin in the game is the Bet Parks app, the only uh, sportsbook app that I recommend, the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Bet golf all weekend and then pro baseball, pro basketball, and hockey too with live in-game betting, same-game parlays, and more. All new users bet $10 and get $125 in sportsbook bonus if your first bet wins. BetParks.com has all the terms and conditions, new users, and winning bets only. Sports bonus bet must be wagered once. See website for details.